Welcome to episode 36 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined as always by Matt Deitch. Today we've got a really cool show with Ice Team Pro Kevin Paul coming on. Uh, Kevin runs a guide service, and he also runs Clear Lake, Clear Lake Bait and Tackle down in Clear Lake, Iowa. He's also uh, the head of the Yellow Bass Bonanza Tournament Series. We're going to cut right to him. All right, Kevin, you there? I am. Awesome. So, uh... Kevin, you're a man of a lot of titles. Kevin Paul, uh, Kevin Paul's Guide Service. You're an Ice Team Pro, Clear Lake Bait and Tackle. Um, you head up the Yellow Bass Bonanza Fishing Tournaments. Um, I'm also the man with two first names. Yeah, that is true. I kind of. That's I, a good point. <laughs> don't they ever? Don't they always say you can never trust somebody with two first names? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And beards. And beard. Well, beards are they're, they're the good things. You know, you got to oh. have a beard. I, I grow one as best as I can, but uh, I'm, I'm going to need a couple more years. <laughs> I've been working on one for 20 years, and it's still not full yet. <laughs> All right. Well, Kevin, how did you get started into fishing? Uh, well, you know, it kind of all starts back when you are a kid, of course, you know, like most people. Um, you know, I fished with my brother quite a bit. Uh, my dad, as much as I could, he he definitely wanted me to be a fisherman and outdoorsman. We hunted together all the time and fished all together, you know, fished together all the time. And, and, uh, when I got a little bit older, he decided that it was his opportunity to, or a good opportunity to start sending me to some pro-am, uh, tournament trails. So I grew up fishing the, uh, PWT, the RCL, um, all those, uh, circuits, you know, back in the day that used to be the, the king of all fishing tournaments. And, Back then, you know, for a couple hundred dollar entry, you basically get two full days of guided fishing for a couple hundred bucks, and you're fishing with the best walleye fishermen in the country. So right. um, that is definitely the way to go. Uh, it's an awesome learning curve. Uh, it, it cuts the learning curve, but it's just an awesome way to learn, and it was a great opportunity for me, and spent a lot of time doing that, uh, meeting a lot of great people. The fishing industry is just full of awesome people to begin with, as you guys know, but uh um, just everybody uh, was more and more willing to help share techniques and tips, and especially when you're younger too, man. They're 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 a lot more willing to just give up uh, everything they know versus you know maybe being a, a competitor as a guide service or something like that. But uh, for anybody out there that's listening, man, if you guys want to really cut the learning curve and and really pick up your game when in fishing, uh, if it's bass or walleye, whatever, is is definitely to try joining one of those. Uh, tournament circuits or at least fish one event just to see what it's like and i you'll be really surprised on, on how great the people are yeah for sure i mean they're always willing to share their knowledge with you and it, just by watching them a lot of the times you you pick so much up by doing that yeah well that's exactly it too I'd, I'd like to mention that is don't you don't need to be the guy that's annoying asking a thousand questions right you can learn a lot just by sitting back and watching exactly jigging, right. jigging technique on how much their fluorocarbon leader is i mean if they got a the water's clear and you see these guys tying a six seven eight foot leader you know why you know versus something that might only be a three foot leader so it's just stuff you can just pick up as you go but um yeah so that that was good man then uh got into sales my whole life i've been selling stuff and uh oh shoot it was probably 20 2009 um I had a job where it was a seasonal position i was selling landscaping products so i worked in the summer and i had the winters off and I had a great opportunity to do some guiding in the winter, so I started advertising, figuring maybe if I got 10 trips, 15 trips my first winter, I was going to succeed and ended up doing uh, 32 trips my first winter. 
And believe it or not, I was just like, holy cow, this is pretty nice because self-employed in the state of Iowa, you can actually collect unemployment as long as you're guaranteed work in the spring. You can you can still be self-employed in, in the off season. So I was actually oh. almost double dipping. It was great. I was making money <laughs> guiding. I was uh, collecting unemployment and it's all legal. I mean, as right. long as you work 30 hours or less, you're, you're legit and good. So, I mean, that's what I did. And and then eventually what that happened, what happened with that is my, so I had to go back to work in the summer. Well, all my winter clients started calling me for summer trips and now I'm starting to turn down all these trips and you know, you got a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. Well, now before you know it, there went a thousand dollars that I turned down that I could have probably done. Um, and then eventually it just kept growing and growing and growing before you know it, I was turning down thousands of dollars worth of trips in one month. And, uh, and you know you just never know and it took off and it just skyrocketed and then i got affiliated with uh, some really good uh, companies uh, in the ice fishing industry like clam and stuff they've uh, took me under their wing they helped build my brand and and uh um you know without those guys i wouldn't be where i'm at today you know just every everything kind of came together at the right time and it gave me an opportunity to quit my job and it was kind of funny i was so in the wintertime, you know, I'm, I'm doing as many trips as possible. And this is, you know, a few years in a row of doing this. And eventually it just gets more and more and more. Well, it got to the point in the summertime, I'm taking my paid vacation days to go guide. So now I'm double dipping again. I'm getting paid vacation. Plus, I'm going to go guide and make more money. I mean, this is like a win-win for me. You know, I was just living it up. Well, then all of a sudden you run out of your two weeks of vacation. Now I'm taking unpaid vacation <laughs> and my and my boss knew she knew she loved it you know she's mm. like you're chasing your dream you know and she was she was all for it That's i'd cool. take a day off here a day off there all unpaid well then all of a sudden you know those eventually come to an end you only get so many days off yeah. you know what i mean before she's like hey you know you got to decide what you want to do and uh, so I started turning down all these trips and that's when I started turning down all, all that money, a lot of money. And it, it ended up being a couple months was like a half a year's wages almost for the job I was doing for seasonal work, you know? So, and, and at that time it was basically a no brainer to, to just say, you know what, I, I, I have to put in my notice. And, and I, at that time I was already filming some TV shows with Bob Jensen and doing some things like that. So, I mean, I already, I already had my feet on the ground and running. Uh, it was just a matter of taking that leap of faith and, and, taking a chance of either falling on your face or succeeding. And, and I truly believe I don't have a college education. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm not even the best fisherman in the world, but I love people. I love dealing with people, um, you know, that type of thing. And, and I truly believe if you have a passion in life and there's something that you want to do, anybody can succeed at what you want to do for the most part. I mean, I'm not a football player. I'm not going to be a professional football player, even if I wanted to be. But you understand what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, or where oh, you're yeah. going. You're, you can turn a hobby into a, into an occupation if, if you pick the right field and just go for it, you know? So so now, did you grow up in the Clear Lake area? Have you always uh, been Fort from there? City. Fort City. Fort City, okay. Home of Winnebago Motorhomes. <laughs> yes, I worked there at one time. And I'm never going back to a factory job. So <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> that's what i do so i, I, know, I know exactly I, what you're talking you about. you know what and, and and you probably i'm not saying you love it but i'm saying you know it gets the bills paid you do what you do you get out you go in and get out and you're done you know i get it it's it's not a bad way to make a living it's just it just wasn't for me at the time so no definitely understand so now you're you're guiding and you have your bait shop over there in clear lake tell us a little bit about clear lake what kind of species can you find over there in target well if you ask me today i'm going to tell you not much because it's tough <laughs> <laughs> and that's reality you know well, I, I would love to say that every day's perfect but uh, we did catch a nice muskie this morning we had a 39 inch muskie we caught on a top water bait 
Um, my client's first muskie, he was 60, was he 68 or 72? They can't remember which one was which, but I took two guys out here from Iowa and the, the, the one brother caught a, uh, 39 inch muskie on a, and on a top water bait boat side to top oh, it sweet. off. And, uh, he was pretty excited and, you know, it was a first and that's kind of what happens with guiding. Everything is a first. It seems like every trip, there's always a first, first yellow bass, first muskie, first time using a bait caster, whatever it may be simple or hard or fun. But, um, but as far as clear lake goes with musk, there's awesome muskie population. They stock six, believe it or not, they stock 600 muskies every other year in clear lake. It's only 3,600 acres. Oh, wow. Yeah, so now if you actually, when we're done here, if you actually start doing some research and checking out the stocking on different lakes, on giant lakes, I, I don't even know if they stock 600 on some of the biggest lakes, the walleye lakes, or not walleye lakes, musky lakes in the Minnesota, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty a pretty uh, extensive program they have here. Uh, the DNR are doing a great job. We also have a, a great walleye population. Um, perch are really coming on strong. we got some really nice crappies. Um, and of course the yellow bass, uh, the yellow bass somewhat, uh, an invasive species. When I say somewhat, it, it, you know, was it truly invasive? I don't know. They brought them in like in the thirties or forties by rail, uh, put them in the lake as a food source. So, um, but they're, they're very plentiful. There's no limit. They reproduce like, like rabbits out there and, uh, they're fun to catch. They don't get big, but they're fun to catch. They're kind of similar to a bluegill. Uh, the 10 inch size is a master angler. But, uh, you know, just being able to go out and catch 100 or, or 50 or whatever the number is, uh, is, is they're a lot of fun. Um, fun to catch. They're aggressive. They're probably one of the fight, strongest fighting fish per inch, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they, they have a white, firm, flaky meat, so they're awesome to eat. They're not like a white bass where you get the big bloodline. You know, you go to clean a yellow bass, it is like a solid white piece of meat. They do have a little bit of a bloodline, but it's not real strong or potent or anything like that it does not leave a, a blood trail like when you clean a white bass you know how bloody they get so yeah. but we just have a really good catfish population heck if you guys like catfish holy cow and our largemouth are starting to come back it's just the whole lake is really starting to come on strong the bite's been slow the last two weeks we had two major bug hatches um you gotta and people need to remember too in the summertime it gets tough it's the summertime blues you know why because all those young of the year hatch all the all those fish that spawned in the spring their young of the year hatch are now two, three, maybe even right. four inches long in some species. So the lakes are just packed with food right now. So it's just it's just tough fishing period. Panfish bites decent, the walleye bites tough, and the muskies have just turned on in the last few days. Our water temps are mid seventies. Um, they're starting to go down quite a bit. So that bite is really going to start picking up here in the next two weeks. And the top water baits only or top water bites only going to get better too. Really looking forward to that. So your guide service, you do all all species correct yeah I, I really do i'm trying to get into the catfish thing I'm, I'm not a big catfish guy i mean i grew up catfishing that's how i grew up on the river i'm an old river rat we fished the old blue earth river in blue earth minnesota and that's where my grandma was from and grew up fishing walleyes and catfish and stuff like that and, and bullheads believe it or not you guys in minnesota they got bullheads in there oh yeah uh, everybody gives me a hard time because i'm from iowa and bullheads i don't you can't even catch a bullhead in iowa hardly unless you're at spirit lake so the great, um yeah. <laughs> You know, so, uh, and those things are huge, by the way. Holy cow, I've never seen such a big bullhead. But, but yeah, no, it's, uh, all in all, it, everything's working out pretty well. And like I said, the lake's, lake's doing fine, so. Um, now, with your bait shop over there, you got a big event coming up 
in about a, what is it a month or two yeah, november holy oh, cow no. it's coming fast it really is as, as much as a person doesn't think about it it, it, it yeah it's happening yep. pretty soon and you got a big ice kickoff event going on this we year we do right? yeah we got uh, it's our uh, annual ice season kickoff um we've had guest speakers we do get well i should start from kind of the beginning but basically friday saturday sunday it's full of seminars uh product demonstrations we have Pro staff and uh, company reps or, you know, manufacturers here from all across the industry. Um, we've had people from Jason Mitchell to Brian Brosdahl to uh, Hawthorne um, working on some other big guys uh, right now. Hopefully I'll get here. But, um, you know, the, it's just a great event. It's a good learning experience. Uh, it's a good opportunity to save some money. Pretty much the whole entire store is on sale. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just that that event's huge we sell a pile of fish houses uh houses in a short period of time and the nice thing is it's one of the first ones of the year so it kind of gets the you know, the rust knocked off and everybody kind of starts kind of thinking about ice fishing and and uh we were just run some amazing deals but we have all the product on display we had 35 portable fish houses on display last year so um with plenty of inventory of everything so you know it's just uh it's just an awesome opportunity we try to carry as much as possible we're a fairly good sized store we're the building's 3,000 square feet, and we have about 2,000 of that we use for show space, and then we put the rest out. Uh, you know, if it's a, uh, an event like that, we'll have the whole front uh, parking lot filled with shacks and and uh, stuff like that. And we started getting into clothing. Holy cow, now you, now you start carrying all the snowsuits. You got, you know, all the ice armor stuff. You start carrying the striker. You got all this different stuff, and it's just, holy cow, we need a bigger building. <laughs> You know, Kevin, one of the coolest things I think about you, being a clam ice team pro, mm -hmm. you you don't strictly market clam products. I mean, you know, I've seen that you had Eskimo pistol bits at your yellow bass bonanza. I mean, yeah. you're you're doing videos and everything else with all the brands. You don't just shove clam stuff down no, people's and, throat. No, and you know, I think clam I think clam appreciates that the most. Um, you know, when all this first happened, they uh they can't, you know, I, I told them what's going to happen. I said, Hey, you guys, I got an opportunity to start this bait shop. A, a good friend of mine, he was a previous client asked me, how come I don't open a bait shop? And I'm thinking, dude, I ain't got, I don't have X amount of dollars to start a bait shop for God's sakes. I'm barely getting by what I'm doing. I mean, I'm making a, a living. I'm paying my bills, but I don't have a lot of money saved up. I, you know what I mean? Not crap for retirement. I mean, I I'm starting at ground zero, you know? Right. He's like, well, I'll tell you what he goes, I'll loan you the money. What do you need? interest-free, no paperwork, on a handshake, loaned me the cash for the bait shop. Within 14 months, we paid back in full. Wow. And, and now we're just, and, and I'm going to tell you, it, it's not as easy what it sounds. I make it sound oh, easy. Right. There's but, a lot of hard work. But now, but now we got two, $300,000 worth of inventory that we're trying to pay on a regular basis. And I tell you what, uh, when I came to Clam and told him, I said, hey, you guys, I'm looking to open a bait shop. Um, you know, and we're, we are going to be selling other products. And, uh, and they said, you know, as you should, I mean, uh, my guide service, my personal, uh, fishing experiences and things I'm working on, I, I enjoy what I do and, and the products I represent are the ones I use on the ice. But when it's in the shop, everybody's got their own opinion and I'm not going to knock off any of the other guys and say, you know what, this brand's a, a, not as good as this brand really everybody's making decent product 90 percent of the product all comes from the same place almost the same factories most of the time i mean not everything and uh 
but and people a lot of people don't realize that you know uh, <laughs> there's so many items that all come from the exact same spot and the same like you can go to other stores and buy other products at, at menards and they're coming out of the same factory as the stuff we're buying for fishing but it's just not the same product obviously not fishing product but just other things you know they manufacture more than just a few things you know right and you know i i don't know i just don't find i got time in my life to to, to bash other things and and i want to be a full shop we want to have a full service and i think clam appreciates that that we're we're rounded and and uh you know we're we're doing the best we can with what we got so yeah, absolutely. You've you've really developed a heck of a heck of a social media presence, and and yeah, yeah. we we've never been over to Clear Lake to do any fishing over there. But are you kidding me? I, I feel I feel like we could go over there and be pros, know, have success because you 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 you're not trying to hide anything when you're on there. You want people to come over there and experience uh, you know, and stuff like that. You know, it's funny when you say that, Chris. You know, it's funny when you say that, Chris and I. Roll my windows down. Sorry, guys. I'm sitting out in the car so I can get a little bit of privacy here. Um, when uh, Chris and I will get on a bite out on the main lake, ice fishing, I'm talking, okay? Right. And we went out last year, and I don't know if you've seen this. Did you see the post we made where X marks the spot? Yep, yep, yep. So we went out, physically put the spot on the ice <laughs> where there was piles and piles. And that was like my, my favorite spot, okay? And guess what? Three days, nobody shows up. Really? Really? And we're out there fishing. Jeez. What people, so, you know, they don't believe you. I was going to say, they probably are just like, you oh, can they're tell, just trying to blow some smoke up our rear end. You, yep. You can tell. I mean, open water, too. I can tell everybody the exact truth. And let me tell you what. I bet you nobody will believe you and nobody will. They just don't do it. I can tell them. Here's the pole. Like, we sell pre-rig uh, combos. Bobbers, jig head, split shot, ready to go. I'll set the depth. The bobber needs to be at this depth. I'll slide the bobber stop. Here's the leeches. You put a leech on that pole. If you go to this spot and throw it out, I promise you, you're going to catch a fish. And guess what? I'll go out on a guide trip after that or go out fishing or drive by the lake with binoculars just to look. It ain't even over there. They're <laughs> 500 yards or a mile to the other direction. And I'm like, so they come in the next day. I'm like, how can you get? Well, I, we didn't know if you were really telling us the exact spot. I'm like, yes, I'm telling you the exact spot, dude. Go catch them. They're there to catch, you know. They're not my fish. Catch them. Right. I, I no, was... I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell everybody all my secrets. I'm not going to sit. Oh no, you got to keep some close, but it. yeah. But I... you know, when it, when it's just a, a community spot like that, and the bite is that good, why not have everybody come? Here's the thing: these guys are bringing kids, man. Right. I want kids to catch fish. I'm not going to sit there and tell them to go do something that's not going to produce fish for the kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well. So. Your yellow bass bonanza. I, I I was thinking about it today, you know, knowing that we had this interview tonight. Is there a fishing tournament in the Midwest that catches more fish than the yellow bass bonanza? Honestly, I, never even thought, I, I don't know. I never even thought about that. I mean, I mean the Brainerd J. How many fish are weighed or caught at the Brainerd JC? I mean, that's a ton of people, but I mean... That's 10,000 people, but right. I'd like to know how many fish are... Because there's a lot of people that don't catch any. Right. Exactly. There's a lot I mean, of them that You don't. know, the, the guy who catches the most might have three. You know, I mean, it's... So, we had um, one of our best years for number-wise. I don't know the exact... So I'm not going to quote the exact number, but or give you the, an honest opinion on the number. But it was like 5,600 and some fish in four hours weighed in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only that at that time i think it was just 250 teams so 500 people wow okay 
Now, there's no limit. So these guys are weighing their best 50 fish. At that time, it was 50. Now we got it back down to 30 because the numbers are getting thinned down and the quality is much better. But that's here nor there. We can talk about that later. But so these guys are coming in with 5,600 fish. Well, they only weigh 50, but they might have caught 150. Right. So if you start putting that into perspective, now they caught like 7,000 fish over the four-hour period. That sounds kind of like a case study that needs to be done at yeah. the at the tournament. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's crazy. I could no. probably do it if you guys want to finance it. I'm I'm not cheap. <laughs> no, I I can't count. <laughs> I'm not going to volunteer that. I promise. Now you do an open uh, water tournament and we do. And yeah, we do. We, we have yeah we have one the first weekend in September. Um, it's not nearly the size. It's roughly thirty boats usually. We'd love to get more people in. It's a hundred dollars to get in pretty much 100 percent plus payback our ice fishing tournament is uh, last time we figured it out was like 120 percent payback so wow. and of course without the sponsors stuff you can't do that but th that's how you make that happen is with the sponsors but um you know believe it or not the air force walked in last year I the united that. states air force i know they walked into my bait shop in uniform and said hey we'd like to be a part of your yellow bass ice fishing tournament and i'm like uh are you talking to me you, know? well, you, you can't say no right. and i well yeah they might blow the place up man exactly. they're the airport <laughs> Send in some it'd be hard guys you won't be able to fly anymore anywhere so oh. <laughs> you'd be on the no fly list oh man yeah so no we we had a nice little conversation and they're like hey man we we're trying they're re the recruiter guys recruit team you know they're coming in trying to recruit people and they did they stole one of our guys we had a nice guy, Andy Hitchcock, one of our better employees. He was working for us, and he went to the Air Force, joined the Air Force, and just graduated uh, basic or whatever here not too long ago. So he's he's doing pretty well. And um, so, you know, and you know what? Congratulations to them and him for getting more people involved because I think that's kind of a dying thing. You know, not as many people are joining the military as they should. Um, you know, and I'm a true supporter of all military uh you know all the military groups so as are we as are yeah. we thank you to andy mm -hmm. now that really the yellow bass bonanza especially the ice fishing one there's really no other premier events like that around this part of the like our yeah, area you know you got you like you said you got the brainer jc's you got a lot of those the eel pout festival are, those are quite a bit different you know yeah the true tournament right it does have kind of a uh you know a, a bonanza style payout or, or what do you call it in the, in the golf or whatever i can't remember in your calcutta. golf what do you call it? calcutta yeah yep, calcutta you know so we pay down to like 150th place or 175th place but not every spot's a payout so um top 25 will get a get prizes and then after that it's every five sometimes 10 depends on the numbers but at 100 we do 100 one two and three they're all got nice prizes um we gave away a player's ranger last year we gave a four-wheeler away last year the year before that we gave away two four-wheelers that kind of gradually went you know as we as we were getting into it we, we kept stepping it up you know it went from one four-wheeler to two four-wheelers to a four-wheeler and a ranger to you know just kind of keeps going up we gave a four-wheeler and a trailer away this year, um, we're really, 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 and I'm not, this might not happen, but we're really trying to give away a vehicle this year. So oh, we're really cool, working cool. with Pritchard's, uh, Pritchard's Family Auto here in Clear Lake. Uh, they're a big-time sponsor of ours. Um, so we've uh, had discussions with them. We're trying to get the numbers hashed out. It's not easy to give away a truck, I'll be honest with you. You know, <laughs> yeah. we're, just, you know we're trying to come up with twenty, thirty thousand to buy this truck, and you know, and plus, you know, whatever rebates we can get or discounts we yeah. can get from them, you know. Um, 
but that that's our goal is to give away a, a nice truck this year and probably another second prize because we usually do two big prize so if we can get a truck get a good buy we might do a, a four-wheeler as well and the way that works too the general door prize one through there's let's say 300 teams one through 300 you're automatically in for the the second biggest prize which in this case might be a four-wheeler so let's say we're giving away another four-wheeler so everybody's in for that drawing first play or the, the the big prize which would be a truck let's say would be the top 25 teams are in the drawing so if you finish in the top 25 you're in the drawing for the truck um we do it that way and then first place would be two or three thousand you know four thousand whatever the prizes are for first second third on down to 25 um we do it that way just to not stack the pot to make or to have more people uh you know cheating and stuff like that you know we talked about it already uh you know, previous to this, this, that, you know, it has happened. Uh, there's, there's people out there that want to take advantage of the system. And, and that's not just in our tournament. It's, it happens all around. You just don't catch the guys. We were fortunate enough to where, uh, we built a pretty strong case with these guys and they, uh, they were at a party one night bragging to everybody that they were cheating in the tournament and loose slips sinks big ships, man. And yeah. before you know it, before you know it, we got two guys in the in the separate rooms at the sheriff station, and they're questioning them back and forth. He said, she said. And before you know it, the one guy dropped and spilled his beans, and and then now the other guy said, well, it was all his fault. Before <laughs> you know it, now they both got felony charges on their record, and and we prosecuted them to the fullest extent. So good, good, very good. Did you have any clue when when the tournament was going on that this was going not, on? Not while it was going on. You know, I took pictures of the basket on the ground. And you can tell dead fish, live fish, but you really couldn't tell. What they did is they drilled a hole in the ice, but they didn't go all the way to the bottom, just enough to crack it, and then cleaned it out so it was full of water, and then they stuck the fish in there and then put slush over the top. So it was basically a live well in the in the lake. Yeah. Um, couldn't quite tell, but after I caught wind that this might have happened, I just really started examining those photos. I called the fisheries biologist um, to look at the photos with me. And we could really tell that the eyes were just hazed over hmm. and the fresh ones were not. And most people by your naked eye are not even going to notice. But once you start looking at it, you could pick out every single one that was left over overnight. Right. Well, the, I mean, yeah. you're looking at 5,000 fish, like you said. I mean, how are you supposed to, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're and trying I don't to do even it as look fast. At, right. I don't even look. Yeah. The, you know, while well, the weight master would look at them. Yeah. But you, you got them coming back, you know, 50 fish coming at you every 20 seconds you know or 30 40 seconds you're dumping 50 fish in a basket weighing them and moving on to the next guy and to, to the net you just look like regular fish they weren't like all stiff and rotten i mean they they were just freshly dead but they they were left overnight and like i said they had that haze and uh like i said we were just very lucky that uh we did find out um i'm happy with the outcome i'm glad we prosecuted because i we don't need that we want to hold the, right. the integrity of our event um, you know, and make sure we're doing a good job and I'm, you know, we're always on the lookout. You just never know. And it will probably happen again. Who knows? You know, hopefully not. Right. Hopefully everybody learns from it and you don't want to, we don't go after people and try to, Oh man, you're cheating. Look at your fish. No, we don't even look right. at fish, but if something comes up, I mean, we're there and ready to, ready to take action. So absolutely. Right. Now, before we let you go, Kevin, uh, were you able to go up to, uh, uh, Minneapolis or Rogers or whatever uh, for Clam Pro Day? I made it, yes. I did. I did make it up for the meet and greet the night before, plus Pro Day, and seeing some of the new products. Uh, we actually custom ordered a uh, uh, pinhead 
jointed pinhead middle. It's a Clear Lake Bait and Tackle exclusive. Um, I don't know how many exclusives are out there, but we have one of the only jointed and regular pinhead minnow exclusive. It might be the only one. Um, so it's a yellow bass. So it is sweet. Right. It has a solid gold, shiny gold finish. So it's pure, pure gold. And then it's got a splash of yellow down the back with two black pinstripes and a solid gold head on the jointed. I mean, they are, they are awesome. So we got a big wad of those coming. That'll be our exclusive, but, uh, Clam has really stepped up their game in the tackle industry. Their, their tunks and stuff, everybody assumes it's all made in China, and it's not. Um, they are going out, buying good product um, to put on the table for people to use. So, um, you know, not, not all their tackles made off, off of China. There's some made in China, too. And, and nobody likes to even say it. It is what it is, dude. I mean, all these companies, are all the companies get stuff made over there. It's just, it's the nature of the beast. So, Hopefully our buyers are doing their job and, and testing product and making sure that uh, those hooks are strong, they're sharp, the eyes are cleaned out, or whatever the case is, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm really confident this year with the, what they're bringing to market, especially with the side entry doors. That's uh, That, to me, is going to be a, a game changer. You know, uh, the Otter had them out the last couple of years, and uh, it's just nice to see some more people coming out with them too. So yeah, Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, uh, we really appreciate you swinging in and uh, doing this interview with us. Uh, I hope that we covered everything uh, that the uh, viewers wanted to hear. I don't know. Do you have anything else that you want to leave them with? Yeah, you know, if anybody wants to get in that Yellow Bass tournament, uh, they can sure check it out at yellowbassbonanza.com. Um, they can definitely check out our bait shop, clearlakebaitandtackle.com. They can also find us on, on obviously, Facebook and Instagram and stuff with uh, my guide services, Kevin Paul's guide service. So, use those three handles you should be able to find us pretty much anywhere you do a google search with my name and fishing and involved in and you're going to pull up a whole two three pages of stuff so right on awesome well we thank you very much uh yeah we'll hopefully maybe see you down there at the ice kickoff yeah yeah do you guys do the saint paul ice show at all we've never been up there but we, you need to go check it out hit me up for a podcast up there i'll be there probably a day or two as well so I, i'd be more than happy to do this anytime anytime you guys need a fish fishing report just holler so cool. all right thanks thank you see ya happy one guys thanks well there he goes kevin paul from kevin paul's guide service and clear late bait and tackle sure nice having him on for very, the interview yeah, great interview very good interview uh cool guy yeah yeah, we definitely got to get over to Clear Lake and check it out. We've talked about it for a lot of years about going over there and doing it. It's, you know, in the scope of things, it's not any further than going north like we do sometimes. So we just got to head over there and give it a try. Right. And I think the problem is, you know, their specialty is yellow bass. Well, we can drive one hour yeah, and we get go, the yellow bass on yeah. Stokoboji, but it, it, it would make us better anglers to go and try a different lake. lake you know, yep. I'm sure what we catch them on, on uh on and east, east Okaboji, Okaboji, yeah. right it, it won't be the same or, I and mean, maybe it, it will, will be, who knows? yeah but it, at least we're fishing a different lake and the structures are different and right it's just not, it's always fun to go out there and challenge yourself at somewhere you know that you're not normally going to and get out of your comfort zone a little bit yep well matt uh it's getting to be the end of uh, end of august are you right, ready for ice yeah well i'm not ready for ice no, <laughs> you know this year I am. I am. We've talked about this before, you and I. I am looking forward to ice season this year, but still a lot of fall fishing left to do. You know, the end of summer fishing, they're starting to make that transition, and it won't be long where 
the fish will start putting on that feed bag and, and you know you can catch one of your biggest fish of the year right oh, yeah. before you know so yeah i'm hoping it's always fun to get the boat out a few times but you know school's starting back up and everybody else is getting busy with activities so yep. it's it's always try, it's always kind of hard to find time to get out there in the fall and do it at least for me anyways so i'm gonna try to make time and hopefully don't get those days where you finally do get a weekend to go fished and it's blowing 30 miles per hour exactly, so, exactly. but no i'm ready for it and hopefully i can get you out in the boat a few more times and couple of, like jeremy k out there since we got to mention him you know it's absolutely in, in yeah, the contract we almost, we almost forgot about it in the contract jeremy k once a day <laughs> jeremy k once a day <laughs> that's fun that's, that's fun. A, that's a good little saying right that's there right. <laughs> nope that yeah I, I i'm looking forward to ice fishing this year um yeah it's great having kevin do the interview we appreciate it kevin speaking of jeremy k which reminded me uh, I think in the last episode I mentioned me and Jeremy K bet five dollars on the St. Lawrence River uh, fantasy fishing deal, All right. and uh, I don't want to tell you who's five dollars richer, but it ain't Jeremy K. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what though. You two, you two picked them for the St. Lawrence we River. Did. We did. We you did. guys were both up over there over twelve hundred points, and that's a lot of points in fantasy fishing. And I mean, Jeremy had Corey Johnston, who got seven. Seven pounds docked off of him for, for being, being late. late. Yeah. Did you hear the story on that? Did yeah. I tell? Did I tell I, the story last week? Well, I heard no. him talk about it okay, on Bass yeah. Live. That you know he got up there and his time on his electronics was an hour off. And his original boat, the boat he showed up with, had motor problems. So right. he came back, got a borrowed boat. They had to take the time to totally uh, delete everything that was on the electronics on there, all the waypoints and everything, because you can't take outside information. Right. And when they did that, it changed the clock on on the electronics in the boat, which he thought he was coming back an hour early, ended up being 15 minutes late. What is it, half a pound uh, a minute? Or something like that. Docked him seven pounds. He still was able to make the 35 cut. I believe. No, he didn't make the 35. Was he 36? I, I don't think. He was. Uh, he might have. He was close. Okay. But Bass Talk Live figured it out after two days. If he would have had those seven pounds, he would have been sitting in fourth place. Right, because he he ended up weighing like 15 was his weight right. for day one. And, and that's 20, without 22. seven pounds. Right. So that's insane. Isn't that crazy? But, you know, I listened to, like I said, I watched his interview with Zona, and he was really, you know, he, he said it. He's like, I knew it going in. Like, when I was driving back i knew it and he's it just a, a sinking feeling knowing that yep well no this weekend we got cayuga also the mlf red crest um at lacrosse it was kind of i'm not gonna lie i watched a little bit of it today and uh just seeing a couple of spots it's like i i recognize that spot because it's at lacrosse on the yep, mississippi river yep. it's like and they got a fish in pool eight and that's where i fished both days cool so it was like oh yeah Oh, that looks. Oh, yeah, I remember that spot. We fished there, and I was like, "Hmm, you know, if they really try this, they probably catch a lot more." <laughs> I even don't worry. I even looked, and I was like, I looked down at the lower end, and I'm just like, you know what? I think I might have caught more than that that one day. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could have got you know thirtieth or twenty eighth place or something. Right. <laughs> no. Well, no. I think uh, with that, we'll close out episode thirty six. Uh, we'll see you next week for episode thirty seven. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.